if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. countdown to march madness mid-season show number one the actual show itself leading up to march madness will start in february but we wanted to look at the mid-season stuff we did some preseason predictions and uh yeah we got to see how terrible our prediction was like you know must bus and stuff like that right yes that is <laughs> the number one fact for sure but we do do the illini podcast so we should mention the illinois purdue game that just went down and a little bit of a live reaction it's just not doing it on our Illinois podcast, but we're doing it on here. And, uh, you know, great basketball game. Like, lived up yeah. to life in a standalone spot. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I I guess as an Illinois fan, you know, you can be upset about it to an extent. Um, but you took the number four team to double overtime. Of course, you were on your home court, so everybody's going to say that Illinois should have won by 20 or whatever people want to think. Um but Illinois played well, especially, uh, you know, the All-American Kofi Coburn uh, was in foul trouble the whole game pretty much. Um, you know, and the foul, the foul that Bo called um, against him when him and Edie were battling for a rebound was probably BS. Um, but then, you know, Kofi goes that – I don't know why Brad didn't sit him then just to calm him down and get them going. Um they they played really well without him. Bosman Verdonk had the game of his life, um, and Matt Painter went away from Edie most of the second half, which was mind boggling to me. But um, you know, good win, good win by Purdue on the road against Illinois. Uh, last I checked, Illinois is still number one in the standings. So uh, I don't know where the Big Ten runs through these days, but according to some, I guess it's wherever the hell Purdue's at. But yeah. I, it was a good game. I, I, I'm not going to be mad if you don't go if you don't let Purdue go on a 17-2 run to finish the first half. Illinois probably wins that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just I look at it as uh, Purdue is like the only team that can handle Kofi because they yeah. got two guys. They got two. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And Edie is just a monster. I mean, it's just different. How often do you see a guy that's that big and has that much skill? Like yeah. really good. And I think Painter, it's hard on Painter to coach when he's got both of those guys because you could argue that he was not really he didn't coach in a form to like they did not win the game because of his coaching. Like he did not try to he did not coach well, I don't think. Yeah, the fact that at the end of regulation they didn't go inside. Um yeah. you know, that that probably should have won the game for them then. And then to just have Ivy pull up with a, you know, yeah. 70 foot three pointer yeah. to finish, finish the first overtime. So, um, yeah, Illinois played good enough. Um, they got Curbelo back, which is huge. 
And I think they're only going to get better from here. They proved that they are one of the best two teams in the Big Ten today. And their two home losses are Arizona and Purdue. So that's good. And I don't think – we'll touch on the Big Ten a little later. I don't think there's a better team outside of Purdue in the Big Ten than Illinois at full strength. Like I think Wisconsin, I think Ohio State, uh, Michigan State are all good. I think Illinois is the second-best team at full strength because they shoot the three as well as anybody in the conference. And when Curbelo is playing, changes the dynamic in the way that they can make plays because it's much different. If you have DeMonte Williams and Trent Frazier as your ball handlers – much different when it's Curbelo and Frazier doing it. So it changes the game. And maybe Bosman's Verdonk, who I've been very critical of, earned himself some more time. I mean, he's a better <laughs> defender than Kofi, no doubt. I mean, it's not he, even close. He played really well. And and it, it it showed that in the fact that they played Bosman's Verdonk over Payne, too. Yeah. So Payne only had three fouls. And he didn't see – I don't know if he was on the court the second half. So Well, he really hurt them with the, uh, <clears throat> the flagrant that yeah. kind of – yeah, it, run, yeah. So he probably should have been benched for that. Uh, BBV needs to finish around the rim, um, and he, and he's going to be all right. So yeah, and the most hilarious play of the game was probably when he had a literal wide open dunk and <laughs> made it or passed it, and then you know uh, yeah. he had a play made there by uh, Plummer made the three that kind of made that look like a non stupid play, which it was a stupid play, right? But what can you do? You know. Uh, Good basketball game. Definitely lived up uh, to the hype. Yeah, eleven o'clock. You know, standalone game. That's that's what you know Fox wants, right? And we'll just touch on this real quick. Uh, Stephen Bardo is the worst color commentator in the history of the sport. So, oh man, Did he, he was go to so Illinois? bad. I think he went to Purdue. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, my God, every freaking I don't like. I understand. I understand trying to be non-biased, but when your non-bias <laughs> turns into you rooting for the other team, it's it's weird. But whatever. And everybody thought that Ed block was a good block. Give me a break. That, that was, was not. Did they watch the slow motion replay where he got half his arm? He bodied him like four feet. <sighs> Out of bounds. I don't like. I don't. I mean, I, I, am not gonna blame the refs. Um, it's Borowski, though. What do you expect? We knew what we were gonna get. But Illinois, just they never seem to have a home court advantage, as you say. You know, I like. Yeah, you have a crowd, but your crowd is sitting sitting on their butts with a minute thirty left in a four point game, and you have refs that don't don't ref like Illinois is playing at home. So I don't know. Well, whatever. It is what it is, and we'll touch on it more in the, in the other uh, podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about it a lot on the next on the Illinois podcast. So. They will not uh, be missing anything when we talk about it because we just touched on everything we're going to touch on. But uh, sure, <laughs> it is what it is, right? I mean, what can you do? You know, um, I'm trying to do something here with the logo on the top right. I don't like the way that, that looks, but anyway, um, all right, college hoops. What a season it's been! You had a big. Spike in the COVID issues. Seems like we're kind of past that now. Um, it's leveling out, you know, two weeks, yeah. two weeks to level out or whatever they call it. So two weeks turns into 20 there. months. What can you do? <laughs> we're almost there. Probably will happen, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the season finishes. I mean, you look back at our preseason predictions. Um, I mean, I feel like I fared, you know, somewhat. Well, in some yeah. regards, I, I mean, mean, sure. Well, you look at the American Athletic, which is what I'm looking at here, and 
I had Houston as a contender, Memphis as a pretender, which I think is 100% accurate. Yeah, I, I had Memphis winning it. So, uh, you know. You I, bought into the five-star hype. Put a lot of faith in Penny, and, and then they go and lose to Tulane. So. Well, putting faith Thanks, in Penny's Penny. an enormous mistake, uh, <laughs> no doubt. I mean, you just that's just yeah. brutal the way uh, that they some, played. Some other bad picks by me. Uh, we'll go with uh, the Big 12 at Texas. Um, the Not Pac-12, I think Oregon still might have a chance. Uh, that that coach out there is aligning stuff, so uh, things are getting better for them. They beat UCLA, right? So they did uh, at USC in an empty, in an empty stadium yep. arena. Um, uh, biggest miss I would say was uh, Arkansas and the SEC. Must bust yeah. just got a really good win, um, but they are not. They are not what they were last year. Well, they lost a lot. I mean, Moses Moody is a stud last year. True. He's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, for me in the SEC, I had Tennessee as a contender, which I think they are if they can score more points. Like, they're really good defensively, but Kentucky just killed them. Yeah, Tennessee um, seems to be on that path they were on last year where they started out really hot and then they they kind of leveled out and now teams are figuring them out. Um, yeah, they have a lot of – like, their inside-out game is pretty good, though. I, right. I like I still like them. But Kentucky, Kentucky's really good. Um, when when all those guys are clicking and going, um, they're definitely the team um, in the SEC right now. I think I still like Auburn a little bit more just because. How do you stop Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith? Yeah, I, I, I can't. Jabari like, Smith can't I, like Auburn. I don't like so. Bruce Pearl at all, <laughs> but Jabari Smith I think might be the best overall player in the country. Yeah, he I agree is with that. So good. He is, yeah. uh, and we will touch on that later. But uh, my yeah. pretender in the SEC was LSU, which, if you look at their Ken Palm numbers, they're not even a top 100 offense. So you think they would be a pretender? They might be, but um, you know, their their defense is really good. They beat Kentucky. They lost to Arkansas. So what can you do? Now here's my biggest miss. For some reason, despite all the talent that they have and what they look like on paper going into the season, I liked Oregon so much that I just said, okay. I don't think UCLA is a pretender. I don't think USC is a pretender. I'm just going to say Arizona, just the dumbest move I've ever made because Arizona, I think is the number one team in the back 12. And I don't think it's even close. Like I think the gap between Arizona and USC or UCLA, I think it's large. I think Arizona is the best team in the conference. And that was my biggest miss. I missed with Texas as well. I missed with Texas tech. That was bad. I said, Texas tech was a pretender, which I don't think they're that good because their offense is terrible. And it's going to kill them at some point. But they have big wins over Kansas and Baylor. Uh, ACC, I nailed it. Duke contender, Virginia pretender. Virginia is a joke. Everybody knew that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think. Uh, not they, bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I think that. I don't know what I think. Go he doesn't know what he thinks. He doesn't know what he thinks. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, in the Big Ten, I had Ohio State as a contender, which I think they are, and I had yeah. Maryland as a pretender, which easy money. Which you were high on Maryland, so let's not act like you were all until I made the switch because you made that pretender pick early. I made the switch. They're not efficient enough to have success in the Big Ten. That's a guaranteed uh, fact. No doubt. All right, let's get into what's happened this season, though. I feel like that's significant here. And uh, absolutely, top conference in the country right now. Who do you think it is? I, I mean, I I think it's the SEC, right? I think that. Yeah, I. It's either between them and the Big Twelve. 
The problem is the bottom half of the SEC is just atrocious. Yeah, yeah. and you can't – so, like, I mean, usually you think, you know, Big Ten, you know, SEC, Big 12. I feel like all their bottom halves are are kind of bad. Big 12 is not that bad, though. Yeah, true. Kansas State is a competitive team. They just beat Texas Tech. Uh, Oklahoma State just beat Baylor. Those are the two teams at the bottom right now. Oklahoma, Porter Moser's the coach. They've lost a couple in a row, but that's a team that beat Iowa State. They beat Florida. Um, Iowa State, they've struggled but in the uh, Big 12 play so far, but they just beat Texas, and they already beat Texas Tech. So they're a very good defensive and team. Kansas State just had a big win, right? Who they just beat? Uh, they just Texas Kansas State Tech, just beat right? Texas Tech, yeah. Yeah. So. But I don't think there's a bad team in this conference. I don't think there's a bad team. I think yeah. look at the SEC, Georgia's bad. Yeah. Missouri's bad. True. South Carolina's bad. I don't think so. We're going with the Big Twelve. I think the Big Twelve is the best conference right now. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I think so would you put the Big Ten or SEC after that? I think I'd put the SEC second just because they have like three extremely good teams at the top when they're okay. playing well. I mean, I think the Big Ten does too, but uh, Auburn is great. Kentucky's great. I, I think LSU's good. I think Tennessee's good. I think Alabama's good. Arkansas, you got to think they'll get better. Texas A&M sneaky 15 and two. Um, I think they're a little bit better, but the big 10 where the big 10 beats the sec, I think overall is offense. Like yeah. Purdue, Iowa, Illinois, all top 10 offenses on Ken Palm, top 40 offenses, Michigan, uh, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan State. So that's like six or seven teams I just listed that are in the top 40 offensively on Ken Palm. So yeah. after that, it gets, the ACC is just a joke of a conference this season. It's it's very bad. <laughs> they, um, yeah. the, fact that, the fact that Duke has a conference loss shocks me. And the fact that Miami's 5-1 also shocks me. I think Miami's okay, but, man. That loss coming to Florida State. Who, yeah. who, I mean, people thought Florida State was going to be pretty good. I, they're not terrible. They're not, I don't think they're as good as people thought, but they don't have that I mean, lottery pick that Leonard Hamilton yeah, has. Ten and five, four and two in the big in the ACC. So I, I you can't count them out. Well, um, who's better, the Big East or the Pac-12? That becomes a debate. Mm. I think the Big East, just because you look at the bottom of the Pac-12, holy moly, it's bad. Yeah, I just. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Big East. Um, I don't think any of them are going to make any significant run unless Villanova figures it out. Maybe yeah. Villanova. Maybe. Villanova. I I have been a hater of Villanova this entire season. Villanova looks good. They beat Butler by seventy yesterday. Yeah, they I have think. seven guys though. They're going to have trouble. Down I understand the that streaky but, team. But I but I don't like. I don't think Marquette's great. Um, they beat Illinois. They're when, scrappy when they didn't have Kofi. Um, UConn, who is a team that people thought were, you know, okay. They're I not, still like them a lot. Yeah, but I they, don't. They just choked against. They're probably going to be. They're probably going to beat each other up, you know. Um, and I think that's going to hurt a lot of their teams too. So. Yeah, Xavier's good overall. They're one of the better two A teams in the conference. Uh, it, it's pretty mediocre for sure. But the thing is, you got a team like Seton Hall, two and four in the conference. They're still a pretty good team. Like they're top forty on both sides, efficiency wise. Uh, but DePaul, I feel like DePaul is better than one and five in the Big East. I think they're a little bit better than that. Now Georgetown is terrible. Uh, St. John's I think is pretty good. Uh, Butler's really bad. The fact that Butler is two and three in the conference is stunning. 
I mean, they beat Georgetown and DePaul, but it, you know what else doesn't make sense? How did Oklahoma ever lose to Butler? That is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, Oklahoma is <laughs> streaky. Was that the right move? I think so. I mean, they don't have that great of a roster right now. Think of what they lost from last season. Devion Harmon goes to Oregon. Brady Manick goes to North Carolina. I mean, is, but is Loyola not a top 25 team right I now? I agree. I don't, I wouldn't have made that move. But yeah, he's probably – I mean, don't you think Loyola could pay him the same that Oklahoma's paying him? I think so. I, I, so. I mean, well – I, I mean, he had yeah. a made Guaranteed tournament bid almost every year. Man, it's but, a tough move to make, and he made it. But uh, yeah, okay, it's just, like, it's just like a coach going from NCAA to the NBA. You know, thinking that you know they're going to do something there. That's the worst. Uh, John Gross come to a team like Illinois, thinking that he can do something there. You know, I, the worst move in the history of college basketball in the last twenty years is Beeline. That's just the worst by far. Yeah, hundred percent. Because the transition, especially for a guy like him, he's an older school guy. You don't even coach as much in the NBA. Like, why would you want to leave what you had at Michigan? Like, they were really good. And I think I agree. Michigan's roster the last few years. Do you do you think that and this might just be off the wall crazy, but do you think Michigan were was trying to move him out to get Jawan in there? I feel like I mean, the lines was getting older and you know, I I feel like they they may have uh, helped the situation. Had a thought about that, sure. but I don't think that they would have done that. I I would hope not. But they, they had, I'm sure they had a contingency plan in place. Like he's their number one guy if Beeline ever leaves, which I think they probably assumed Beeline would retire before he left left for the NBA. But he made a stupid move. Uh, what's the best <laughs> conference outside of the power conferences? Because I think there's like two that you can throw in there. That's the American Athletic. That's the West Coast. Also, the Mountain West could be in the conversation, too. I, but, and I don't know if this is just because Gonzaga is that good, but I think the West Coast Conference is not as good as they pro, they were perceived in, in preseason conference play. I know they won some games. I know they did some things. But yeah. I mean, when people are saying Santa Clara is a good team. I think that. I, I'm they, not questioning. They had Sorry. a lot of their best I'm player was their best player was out for most of non-conference play with mono, which is just killer. Yeah, uh, I mean, keeping your pants, dude. And and the other thing is like, <laughs> I, I think, think that's how mono works. I, yeah, but it's a way to throw that on there. I I understand. You know, if you want me to just you know express, I could have said quit making out with people. I went with a further expression, which really okay. expresses uh, right. what's All what. Right. But I think there's five or six teams in this conference that are good. I don't know if good's the okay. right term, but solid. Like, okay. Gonzaga's great. We know that. They're number one offense, number three tempo. They're unbelievable. They've scored about a billion points last two games. Yeah, they've been crazy. BYU's good. Good defensively. San Diego, uh, no. I'm going to give you a no on that one. San Francisco, I think, is good. Like, San Francisco – Played Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago is one of the premier mid-major teams. They hang, hung around with them, could have beaten them, lost the game. Uh, I think St. Mary's is good just because of their elite defense. Uh, I like Santa Clara. I thought they'd be a little bit better right now than they've been, but I still think they're a solid team. They're a team that can make some noise in the conference tournament. And then Loyola Marymount is 0-2 in the conference. 
but they have something. Like they have a pretty solid roster. Like they they they're seven and seven. I know. I understand. But here's the thing. Easy. This like say Michigan's good. Well, I mean, you look at Michigan's roster; they're good. (laughs) Okay. Here's 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 why I like Loyola Marymount to not be a bad team. Most of their losses were fine. Okay. Chattanooga is a good mid-major team. They lost them. They lost to Florida State. They lost to Grand Canyon. They lost to New Mexico State, who's a solid mid-major. Nevada. Nevada has a good roster. They've been terrible this season. That's a bad loss. Uh, San Francisco, they got destroyed by. And San Diego is a bad loss. But I'm saying in the sense that they can make a run in a conference tournament. Eli Scott's good. And you have Kelly Lue Pepe, or whatever his name is, who's got the insane hair. So... <laughs> Loyal Marymount's a team that's not bad. San Francisco stinks. I don't care what their conference record is. They stink. Um, West Coast Conference, I'd put there. The American Athletic, the problem with that is outside of Houston, like who are you scared of? I mean, SMU's okay. Uh, Memphis, let's be honest, Penny can't coach. I don't know. True. Yeah, the American Athletic is not, not great. I mean, South Florida is atrocious. Tulsa is atrocious. I thought Wichita State would be much better than they've I mean, been there. I think, I think Cincinnati can be good if they're if they're playing well, but they haven't been playing well. So, you know, I mean, I I don't know. SMU is the biggest threat to Houston. And SMU is terrible defensively. I agree. I agree. So that's not good. And then the Mountain West, I do like. Uh, the top four or five. I mean, the Mountain West every year has like four or five teams that are pretty good. Uh, this year they have two teams that are legit. Like Boise State, very good. San Diego State, sixth defensive efficiency in the country, which means something. Uh, Colorado State I still like just because of the talent there. Their numbers don't look as good, but I still like them. But after like the top five or six, there's really no threat. Uh <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, New Mexico under Patino, not good, not good. But is what it is, I suppose. Is what it is. All right, players to watch in each conference. This is where the money is made on this show. Whew. All right. I just picked one player from each conference. Is that okay? I did do that as well, pretty much. I mean, okay. I'm, I'll probably mention other players just to get some shout-outs from my guys here and there. But uh, All right. ACC, here we go. I'm going to go with Alondis Williams. Of Wake Forest, um, he's averaging twenty-one points per game, shooting fifty-five percent from the field, five assists, six point seven rebounds per game. I don't know why nobody's talking about him for National Player of the Year. Wake oh, Forest because is a he played for team. Wake Forest. Is that is that why? I mean, what are we doing here? I'd if love he, to if see. If he was you... playing for Wisconsin, we'd be talking about him constantly, would we not? Well, I mean, let's be honest. They. They're three and three in the conference, or four and three in the conference. And the conference is not good. That does True. not help. But Wake Forest is a sneaky team. Top sixty in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. You look at some of their losses. They lost to LSU. They lost to Duke. Now Louisville and Miami are questionable losses to me. But some of their wins, they beat Northwestern, which I think is a good win considering the level of play in the Big Ten compared to the ACC. Yeah. Um, they beat Virginia Tech. Um. They're a sneaky team. Steve Forbes is a good coach. Did a great job at uh, I mean, East Tennessee State. Seven Virginia Tech. Good for them. Well, Virginia Tech is number thirty-one on Ken Palm. I hope you realize. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, nine and seven and one and four in the ACC. Let's calm down. Well, let's think about what they've done. 
you think that St. Bonaventure is a pretty good mid-major team, right? Sure. Virginia Tech beat them by 37. Your thoughts? Mm. Early, early in the season. That's early in the conference play. You can have some hiccups. <laughs> Virginia okay. Tech's a good team. Okay. I don't care what anybody says. Right. I don't know if I should say good because it's they, the ACC. Okay. I mean, they're they're sitting in, in second to last place. but Early. It's early. It's early. Yeah, they better got, win every game from here on out. I think anybody could win the ACC tournament. <laughs> That's true. You're not wrong there. If Duke gets sniped, there. anybody can win that. Yeah, the ACC, Forest ACC, everybody plays in the in their tournament, right? They're not one of those. They uh, let the top twelve come in or whatever. I think so. I don't know. It's an enormous conference, though, right? That's kind of a problem. They got a lot of teams in there. Fifteen. Yeah, that's. I think they do that. Hold on, it says see more. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Five, eight, 12, I, I 15. 15. Yeah. All right, I'm going with Isaiah Wong from Miami. 15.9 points per game, 3.7 rebounds, 2.4 assists, averaging less than last season, but very dynamic. And he's playing on a much better Miami team from last season. Uh, they have other guys there. Charlie Moore has been playing college hoops for about 25 years. He's there still, or he's there now because he transferred. Uh, but if he continues to play well and improves, Miami could be a team that could take off even more than they have, which is surprising that they've been as good as they've been. They're number one in the conference right now. They're pretty much all offense, no defense. Uh, they lost by to Florida State, as you mentioned. But, uh, you know, Isaiah Wong is a dynamic sophomore. He was a big-time recruit coming out. And uh, solid, solid player. I had to go with somebody that wasn't like the big names like McGusty or Charlie Moore, who's 35 years old. Uh, so he's got that going. Uh, let's go. We'll do power conferences first. We'll go to the Big Ten. You know, I wrote down Kofi Coburn. Unbiased show. Well, I'm an Illini fan, and I don't care if people know it. Um, today was disappointing, though, for Kofi. Today was bad is what it was. Um but I don't know if that's because of foul trouble or just because he was bad. But um, I don't know if we go – like, I don't know who else to pick because I don't think Johnny Davis is that good. And and I know that your boy Sean Paul wrote on Twitter today, Johnny Davis scoring 32 at Purdue is more impressive 37. now. Whatever he scored. I mean, Alfonso Plummer had 20 in the second half today. Let's calm down. Purdue's defense sucks. Here's the thing. Johnny Davis sticks out because his team around him is not that good. That's why he sticks out. And he's had some massive games. True. Uh, but you know who has been better than Johnny Davis overall and is a little bit more dynamic on the offensive end? Keegan Murray. Yeah. And that's not my pick. My pick is Ron Harper Jr. because Rutgers is a team that's emerging. And Ron Harper Jr. is quietly shooting 44% from three this season. Yeah, what did he shoot against Illinois? Okay, that was when they were really bad. They just came back, and beat them oh, on the road. I mean, a good player can't play good when the team's bad. Here's That's the thing: thing. they took That's away Ron Harper Jr. because Geo Baker was out. They have one guy if Geo Baker's not playing, and that's Ron Harper Jr. And he's had some monster games. The Purdue thing was the signature play of the season thus far. That was the best play of the season was Ron Harper Jr.'s shot against them. Yeah, half-court and shot to win a game is always going to be that. Um, Rutgers is starting to play better. They lost to I Pitt do, State. I, do like, I, I, I love Ron Harper Jr. He is a he is a hefty boy that that plays well. 
Um, he's had a good I, season. If, he's averaging if, fifteen if, a game. If, seven if I'm gonna if I'm gonna reevaluate my Kofi pick because I'm non biased, yep. I'm gonna give it to Trace Jackson Davis. Moving on, uh, Big Twelve. <laughs> in the Big Twelve. Who you got in the Big Twelve? Uh, Big Twelve. I didn't write anybody down. Uh, because you didn't have one here. I so. forgot to add it, but I'll Go just ahead. give you mine. Uh, Ochai Agbaji. <laughs> yeah, Kansas, that guy. 20 Kansas. points, four rebounds, one assist. I think he's the best player I was going to say whoever's right the best player on Kansas has my vote. So, Well, I'm just saying it because I don't think enough people are talking about how he's the best player in the conference. A conference that's rated the highest on Ken Palm, by the way. The yeah. deepest conference in the country. Uh, yeah. You look at the top five all KenPalm.com Big 12 right now. Christian Brown is number one from Kansas. I think Agbaji's better. Akinjo from Baylor is number two. Agbaji's a stud, though. Averaging 20 points per game. Legit, no doubt. Uh, tremendous. Greatest player in the history of the I game. Like I like that Agbaji. pick. All Going right. with Agbaji for the Big Pac 12. Pac-12. Pac-12. Pac-12, I got to go with Benedict Matherin. Um, I know that he, he hasn't played as well as of late. But the the this guy can do it all. He can score from the perimeter. He can get to the hole. Um, he's averaging eighteen and a half a game, six and a half rebounds, two two assists ish. Um, he's good. He's a player. He's going to be in the. He's going to be a, a lottery pick, as they say in the NBA or something. So he's becoming my Davion Mitchell from last season. Yeah. Even though I didn't pick him because I didn't want to double up here. Yeah. No, I appreciate uh, that. But Matherin's a stud. Like yeah. Arizona is going to make a big run, I think. Unless I they think have one Matherin of those flip had, on the radars. And, and yeah, Homer bias, whatever. The, the, those are the games that I watch more than anything. He had 32 against Illinois, I think. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he, uh, he had a big game. <laughs> I mean, you look at the biggest games of the season, he's shown up. I mean, I know they lost to uh, Tennessee, but he had 28 in that game. Yeah, uh, They played a good Wyoming team. He had 24. He had 30 against Illinois, 25 against Wichita State. He's a stud. He's his, the best. his shot's just pure. Like, when it comes off the hand, it looks good, you know. And these Canadians, wild. There you go. I mean, hey, Canada. Canada doing it again, folks. Three health again. insurance. Good job, Canada. Absolutely. All right. I went with Isaiah Mobley. Mobley, I guess is how it's pronounced. Isaiah Mobley. <laughs> you don't know his name? You went with a guy, you don't even know his name, huh? I have a friend with the last name Mobley. It's spelled the same way. I forgot they said uh, Mobley for this one, right? All right uh, all 15 right. points per game, nine rebounds, three assists, USC. Overshadowed by his brother last season. I agree. He is. He's a baller. Yep. He's like. He's like the. He, he would reminds have been my me. Two. He, he reminds me of two. Jacob Grandison, except better. Yeah, except bigger and better. He can. Yeah. He can. He can move into the paint and actually get things done. He's a bit bigger. Yeah, a different yeah. game. But he. He. He reminds me of Grandison. The energy. Uh, but the difference is that he's kind of emerged as the best player on his team. That's not going to happen with the other guy. But, yeah, I mean, he's just a a very good player. He's a very efficient player. I mean, you look at some of his games from three, three for four, two for five. He's not going to take a lot, but he's going to make them five for six uh, against Eastern Kentucky, which does that even count, but whatever. But a very efficient player. And last season he was good too. I mean, last season, like I said, overshadowed by his brother. They When they lost to uh, Gonzaga, he had – 
19 points in the tournament and was seven for 11 from the field. So he can play. And USC, I think they're probably third or fourth in the Pac-12 right now. Um, I would put Arizona ahead of them. I would put UCLA ahead of them. Maybe they're third. I mean, I well, something's got to give with Oregon. Like they get better as the season goes on. Usually, I think That's they're probably Dana Altman's gonna... like mo, right? Like they yeah. they figure it out as they go. So and this year was more ugly than ever. I think early, but yeah. th- it's because look at their lineup. Like Jacob Young's a transfer. Devion Harmon's a transfer. Quincy Garrier's a transfer. That's three transfers starting, especially when. Harmon and Young were very, very ball dominant last season mm-hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's hard to adjust, but Will Richardson's still there. He's a stud. So they had a lot going there. They're enormous off the bench. They got Dante, 6'11", Kepnang since 6'11". Uh, they got a seven-footer, very large team. And Altman uh, knows what he's doing. He, uh, there's a reason why I shout him out a lot. Dana Altman's a <laughs> tremendous coach. Aaron Oregon homer, though. Uh, absolutely. SEC, all right. SEC, I, I, Oscar Sheway is the best big in the in the nation, in my opinion. Uh, he's seventeen points per game. He's getting he's pulling down fifteen rebounds, which I think is bigger than than anything. Um, you know, you look at Kofi and he, he pulls down twelve a game. I think he had three or four against Purdue. However, um, yeah, Oscar Sheway has been really good. I think that he's very underlooked. Um, I mean, there's not a lot of talk about him as national player of the year or anything. Oh, like I'll that. get that talk going later. Um, but uh, the SEC is is full of athletes, so there's about ten guys probably that you could name here. But yeah. if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to pick Sheway. So. And let's be honest, whatever happened at Illinois with the Orlando Antigua, when is he going to get another chance? Look what he did with Kofi. Look what he's done with Sheway. Yeah. He knows how to coach, especially yeah, bigs. The bigs. And yeah. whatever happened to Illinois, you want to call him a snake, which I did many times. That's fine. <laughs> but he's as a homer. He's been should. good. He's yeah. he's been very good for Kofi yeah. and very good for Sheboy. So yeah. that's a great pick. Uh, I, I gotta go with Jabari Smith. I think Jabari Smith is the best talent in the country. I think in yeah. any era of college basketball, he would be a great player. Yeah. He's super he, tall. He, he's great the number one overall right now, right? I he mean should be, in the yeah. NBA draft. Yeah. If you're looking at it. I'd um, take him over Holmgren. I'd take him over Ivy. I'd take him over Matherin. I'd take him yeah. over any of those guys. He's just so dynamic. I mean, he, he does everything. Hit, he can hit the three. He can defend. He's long. He's athletic. And that's it. That's it. And that's, that's why I think the SEC is the best conference is because the SEC just has athletes. LSU. Unbelievable. And it, 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 it is hard. And, 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 I added the conversation last night in our text message with my buddies. Um, you know, we talked about about a good player, um, you know, talent-wise, an athlete, and somebody that works hard. And I think that S- the SEC has athletes that work hard, that have talent. <laughs> um, they're not all just super talented, but they are super athletic. And you can teach athleticism to do things that you can teach that you can't teach to good ball players, right? I mean, yeah. So Jabari you know, Smith in any era of college hoops would be a superstar. Any era, yes. 
yeah. elite player. You could put him in the eighties. He'd be great. Put him in the nineties. Yeah. He'd be great. As, I mean, a, as an Illinois reference, this is what I think Brad Underwood thinks Coleman Hawkins is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, if you look at him and you, and you see what Brad says about Coleman Hawkins, I think that <laughs> Coleman Hawkins thinks that <laughs> he's Jabari Smith. So, I mean, I guess, is, yeah. But. With the way that he does talk about Hawkins, that's fair. 100% <laughs> fair. But uh, Jabari Smith's great. I mean, I'd be stunned if there isn't at least one SEC team in the final four stunned because there's so there's a reason that three of the top 10 defensive teams in the country are in this conference. LSU is number one. Tennessee's number five. They were number two. Auburn's number eight. Kentucky's getting better defensively. Arkansas and South Carolina are solid defensively. Florida's solid defensively. Texas A&M solid defensively. I mean, this is a very good conference. Yeah. And I mean, Auburn got took to the ropes against uh, Miss, Mississippi and this weekend. And- Alabama pushed back. Alabama had a big 14 0 run to tie that game late. Walker Kessler had foul trouble in that game. Yeah. And Jabari Smith held his own at the five against yeah. Betty Yako, who is a five star recruit that went to Alabama. So, yeah. yeah, great team Auburn is. And it's a damn shame that their coach is a scumbag. But what can you do? <laughs> same, same with LSU. Same with hey, LSU. Hey, he always sounds finds ways to you know get in there. So bend the he, rules. What can you do? Uh, can't you hate know? the guy for being good at his job. I guess. Yep. Uh, Big East. Big East. Big East hoops. A lot of uh, like this is the conference where the stars in the conference nobody really talks about nationally. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Julian. Does he go by Champagne? Champagne. <laughs> Um, yeah, 21.2 a game, 7.3 rebounds. The guy's a closer. He finishes games. Uh, he's impressive. He, I mean, if if, if St. John's is going to do anything, it starts with him. Absolutely. They took uh, UConn to the overtime game a few days ago. He was great in that game down the stretch. Uh, and it's about time St. John's does something. It's about yeah. time. Yeah. You've been you've been on St. John's for the last three years. I mean, you know, I'm very much into the Northeast squads for sure. Yeah, UConn yeah. is a team that I like. That's because they play early enough for you to stay awake for, right? We could throw that out there. Yeah, it's definitely sure. you're an old man at 22. Absolutely, I am. All right, uh, <laughs> I went with Al Durham, 13 points per game, three rebounds, three assists. Never transfer from him. Indiana. You definitely have heard of him. Uh, <laughs> having a career season, putting up numbers, playing for a Providence team that I think most people didn't think were going to be that good, and they look pretty I good. I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're that good either, but they're better than I expected. And Al Durham is the same situation with Champagne. But however, I did text you uh, in the uh, scrimmage season and say that they beat Purdue. So yeah, how about that? I think uh, I think somebody had seven fouls that game. But when you're looking at Providence's resume. Exhibition win over Purdue should be number one. Absolutely. Boom. All right. American Athletic Conference. Do you go oh, with Houston? I went with Kendrick Davis. All right. SMU. 20.9 points per game, shooting 47% from the field, 4.6 rebounds per game, and 5.1 assists per game. Reminds As I me said, Londis Williams from if, uh, Wake Forest. If SMU. If any team's going to challenge Houston, it's going to be SMU, I think. I still think Memphis can push them. Uh, Memphis almost beat uh, Houston last season, late in the season. Then you had that Tremont Mark half-court game winner for Houston. Um, but 
SMU is going to be the team that pushes them. And I'm going with a Houston player because why wouldn't I? Because let's be honest, that's, I, I, you'd say Amani Bates, but he's playing on a terrible team. Yeah. So Amani Bates does not impress me. I went with another transfer. Kyler Edwards, Houston, Texas Tech transfer. 12 points, five rebounds, two assists. Only concern with him is efficiency, shooting 37% from the field, 33% from three, and a very nice 69% from the line. So, uh, But he's a guard that can make a team go in the tournament, like a Quentin Grimes type that they had last season. He's not as good as him, but similar that he could – like he played in the tournament. He's got experience. Texas Tech was in the tournament last season, but uh, talented player, very talented. Uh, okay, let's do the uh, – we'll go to the Atlantic 10 Conference, which I had a very weird pick here, but I'm going with it. Day 10, I'm picking Tyler Burton from Richmond, uh, averaging 17.5 points a game, 7.4 rebounds per game. Uh, haven't watched a game of Atlantic Tank basketball, so I just went with Tyler Burton. You didn't watch Fordham and St. Louis yesterday? What the hell? You know, wild game. Wild I was game. I was busy yesterday. There's a reason why we didn't do the podcast yesterday. That is true. Uh, uh, I The problem with Richmond is that they're not good, so – it's kind of hard for me to pick a player from there. I went That's with uh, an old friend from Michigan State, Foster Lawyer, who's like five foot ten, <laughs> lethal scorer. When you put right. him in a conference that's not as good defensively as the Big Ten, he's going to score. Conference he should be playing in. That's what you mean. Yes, sixteen points, two rebounds, three assists. Transfer from Michigan State, lethal shooter. Like forty six percent from the field, forty seven percent from three, ninety one percent from the line. So he went from not getting to play really at all and looking like an assistant manager at Michigan State to being a stud scorer at Davidson. So he's not Steph Curry, but he's a good shooter. And uh, Davidson could be a team that surprises some people. Uh, They are 4-0 in the conference. They're the number 17 adjusted offense in the country. They got a big test against VCU tomorrow. So watch out for Davidson. Watch out. Uh, Foster Lawyer. Okay. Uh, We'll do the Missouri Valley Conference. Missouri Valley. Uh, Yeah, I uh, I went with a – a home state boy from Chicago, uh, playing for Illinois State, Antonia Antonia Reeves, twenty point eight points per game, four point four rebounds per game, two assists. Um, yeah, I'm Homer status on this one through and through. So. I mean, they took Illinois State took Wisconsin to the into the you know they they had him on the ropes. Yeah, um, and uh, he I had twenty three points. Beat Bradley game. in overtime yesterday. You know, yep. eight and ten Bradley. So. They lost by four at Wisconsin, 23 points for Reeves. Yeah. Uh, they have some bad losses, though, like Eastern Michigan they lost to, uh, Jackson State they lost to, but uh, some good wins, though, too. Missouri State's a quality uh, Missouri Valley team. They beat them. Uh, they lost to a Murray State team that's good, but uh, that's not a bad pick. I'm going to go with a Loyola Chicago player, but I'm not going to go with one that's been a familiar tournament foe uh, like Lucas Cowboys Williams. And, or, unfortunately not. Uh, right. Uh, I'm going to go with these days. I don't know, he could have came back, right? Yeah, I wonder if we just didn't want to play for anyone other than Moser. I mean, cause, because he, like, there was talks that he might come to Illinois. He's playing for the Telenet Giants Antwerp in the uh, BNXT League in he Belgium. Went, he went undrafted. <laughs> yeah. Belgium. Hey, he'll probably be a, an MVP player in that league. I don't know if he could have got playing time over BBV though. So, well, Edie and Trevion versus Kofi and Crutwig would have been sweet. That would have been sweet. Uh, all right, I went with Ryan Schweiger. 
Averaging 12 points, three rebounds, one assist. Transfer from Princeton. Lengthy scorer. Efficient. 49% from the field. 41% from three. 80% from the line. 24 points in the game where they beat San Francisco. So a very good scorer. A type of guy that you hit on the wing, make a three ball. Thanks for coming. You know, good complimentary piece alongside Lucas Williamson and Braden Norris. Uh, Loyola Chicago, not as good as they were last season, but still very good. And I still think they'll probably win around in the tournament. Aren't they, aren't they ranked? Yeah, but I think last year, just the uh, the Crutwig factor <laughs> took them over the top last year. Yeah, nine seed, eight seed. But they get a lot of guys that return. Marquise Kennedy still there. Like I said, Norris is still there. Uguak is still there. They pretty much replaced Keith Clemens with Schweiger in the lineup, even though Clemens comes off the bench. And then they just threw Uguak in the lineup instead of Crutwick. So good team, quality club. Uh, uh, what did I just say? Mountain West. Nailed it. Go. Oh, Mountain West. Um, I went with the Orlando Robinson of Fresno State. Quality uh, ball 19, player. 19.8 points per game, 8.4 rebounds per game, almost averaging a double-double. And he has two and a half assists per game. So He's a seven-footer. Pretty impressive. Yeah, listen to his last four games. Okay. 24 and 11 against UNLV, 31 and 12 against San Jose State. I think these are accurate numbers. Uh, 22 and 5 against Boise State, 22 and 9 against Weber State. Weber State. Pretty solid pick for me. Seven foot, 235, (laughs) big time player. Big time, they say. Uh, He's number five in the kenpom.com player of the year standings. See? Guys, great. Shubway, Liddell, Coburn, Timmy, Robinson, Keegan Murray, Trey Jackson Davis, uh, doesn't count. Uh, Johnny Davis, Zach Eady, <laughs> Chet Holmgren. Uh, another fun fact he's tied in, for, he's first in the country, tied with Keegan Murray for game MVPs with 11. Boom. Okay. <laughs> so they pick an MVP for every game on Ken Palm, and he's tied for the most. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Boom. I went with David Roddy, X-Factor oh, guy for Colorado State. Roddy, Roddy, Pot, Piper. 19 points, That's seven good, rebounds, yeah. two assists. Incredibly efficient. I like efficient guys. Other than Kyler Edwards, all my picks have been efficient. 58% from the field, 44% from three, and 73% at the free throw line. Uh, David Roddy's going to be a guy that's got to get going for Colorado State to make a run. Colorado State right now is uh, three and one in the conference, twentieth overall offensive efficiency in the country, and uh, they're thirteen and one. And their one loss was to San Diego State. They got beat up in that game, but San Diego State—that's what they do. Defensive team like San Diego State, hard to score against. Hard to score against. Uh, all right. Let's go to the West Coast Conference to finish off this portion of the show. The West Coast Conference, uh, where you could pick a Gonzaga player, you could pick a non-Gonzaga player. Whatever you want to do, you got to make a pick. And uh, I personally went with Julian Strother. Strothier. Strother. Don't know how to pronounce his name, to be honest. Uh, I haven't really watched Gonzaga with the announcers on this season, I don't think. So, you know, he's a guy that's probably overlooked by Gonzaga. And uh, or when you look at Gonzaga's roster with all the weapons they have, he's a guy that you're not looking at first. But he's had a great season, 13 points per game, five rebounds, one assist, dynamic, lengthy guard, uh, shooting 51% from the field. I feel like 
that's a good player, you know? So Strother, Julian Strother. I'm not sure who he picked, but he's not here right now. So that's the pick. West Coast Conference, Julian Strother. That is my pick in the West Coast Conference. Who'd you pick? Uh, I, w- I went with Drew Timmy. Um, I feel like Drew Timmy has been uh, – I think he's had 62 points over the last two games. Uh, high percentage shooter. I, 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 I feel like – so I feel like the – and I know we're going to talk about National Player of the Year later, but I feel like last year it was like Luca Garza – was leading it to start, and it was like his to lose. <clears throat> and I feel like Drew Timmy and Kobe Coburn, it was theirs to lose this year. And I feel like Drew Timmy's just kind of getting snubbed a little bit. Um, He's the best player in the conference, not even close. Yeah, to me. Um, 17, almost 18 a game, uh, six rebounds, two and a half assists. Um, I, I, I don't know why – Drew Timmy's being slept on in the national media right now, but probably because of Gonzaga is not that dominant force that's unbeatable like they were last season until the end. Yeah. Uh, and there's been other teams that have overshadowed them, but guess what? Gonzaga's number one in the country right now. So what can you say? I mean, what very fast team, very efficient team. The Alabama loss was just one of those nights where it was Alabama couldn't miss. They made everything in that game. And then Duke beat them because uh, Boncaro was unbelievable. So other than that, though, yeah. they've, I mean, their start and conference play is just stupid. The way they've played, I don't care who the – 117 points against Pepperdine, yeah. 110 against BYU, which is no joke, 115 against Santa Clara. Like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. There is They're an unreal offensive team. Uh, a lot of people are saying that uh, – Purdue's the only team that can handle a guy like Kofi because of their two-headed monster. But Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren. I Chet's mean, a stick figure, though. That's the problem. He's I don't care. He, what's he averaging? Five blocks a game? Who's like, he blocking, though? He's not blocking he's elite bigs. Tall. I mean, look at Edie. He's 7'4", though, and he's thicker. Sure. And he's a much, like, very skilled. I think Holmgren is more skilled, but that's because Holmgren was the number one recruit coming in. He's obviously – very yeah. skilled, but uh, also, so. yeah, they're they're a big lineup too. Six three, six seven, six five, seven foot, six ten. So mm-hmm. they're not going to take any breaks. I went with Julian Strother though, so you know, overlooked player, wing player. Reminds me, uh, impact wise, a bit of uh, Joel Ayayi from last season okay. for uh, for Gonzaga. All right, yeah. contenders and pretenders. Very spicy takes here coming. Um, <laughs> Spicy, spicy. ACC contender and pretender. You can list them both. Who do you got? Contender Duke, obviously the only contender in the ACC. Uh, my pretender right now is going to be Notre Dame. Um, I believe they lost two days ago, so they they aren't four. And, what were they? Four and one in the ACC. Four and one in the fake conference. Um, right now they are losing by five to Howard. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, Notre Howard, Dame's going to be uh, my pretender for sure. Howard is number 227 on Ken Palm for reference. Um, I went with Duke as the contender. That's obvious. Now I'm going to go to the other part of the rivalry for pretender, and that's North Carolina. North Carolina, sure. I like sure. their guards early in the season. I thought they played well against Purdue. They were dynamic, making plays, but they're just not that good. Uh, 
yeah. their one performance this season that you point to as wow, they look good is Michigan when they killed Michigan. Other than that, they've been very average. And then we They're find not out a good Michigan's defensive team. A seven and seven team. So well, Michigan is still Michigan. That was I, Michigan why why are you still loving Michigan? Are you I'm an Illinois fan? Talent. <laughs> when you're that talented, you can show up on any day. Yeah. And Michigan has not sure. done that at all. But this is not a typical North Carolina team. They're 73rd in the country defensively right now. That's their worst since uh, two seasons ago when they were in the 90s. Yeah. Other than that, under Roy Williams, which he's obviously gone now, uh, still, retired. Still 4-1 and one in the ACC, right? So, I mean. They beat Georgia Tech and Boston College. They, they beat Georgia Tech them. twice. But, yeah. well, they got their conference schedule. When we get to February, they're going to have Duke and Clemson and Florida State and Virginia Tech. Duke again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Syracuse, who stinks. I don't even know why I said them. Uh, <laughs> but North Carolina is a pretender to me. And I will not back down from that. Like All right. It. Big, 10. Big 10. Uh, Big 10. Contender. I'm going to go with Illinois. Even after the the loss to Purdue, um, I think Illinois has been, been slept on by the media. And I'm not saying that as an Illinois fan. I'm saying that as an uh, uh, outsider looking in um, to start 6-0 and in the conference. They're the only team that did that. Um Took Purdue, who is a top five team, to the ropes at home. I understand, um, but without pretty much their all American all game. Um, Curbelo is back. He made Illinois look better today. Um, I'm gonna go with Illinois as a contender. I think that uh, there's a bunch of pretenders in the Big Ten, but my pick is gonna be Michigan State because I don't think they're as good as a five and one Big Ten start. Yeah, I mean, Izzo's a factor there. They'll still be a good team. Uh, Illinois projected yes. per Ken Palm to win the Big Ten right now. So 6-1, and one, I think that's should. a good pick. And my pick for a contender, if it wasn't obvious enough, I felt like people were starting to think that Purdue might be slipping when they lost to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Purdue And has, Rutgers. And Rutgers. Yeah, well, Rutgers was just unbelievable <laughs> that they lost to them. But uh, that was, was Geo, that was was Geo Baker Rutgers. playing that game? No, I don't think so. Oh my God, that's so bad. But Rutger or uh, Purdue has one of the best offenses in the country. I think they have a top five roster in the country. Uh, I think they're the best team in the conference. And you really can't convince me that Illinois is not the second best. I like Illinois number two. I, I don't care. Call me biased all you want. I agree. They are the second best team in the conference. Uh, I agree. Pretender, this team seems to be overrated every season. Like they're good, but we got to stop overrating them. They're and legit. I know who State. you're going to say. They're legit. Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State. Okay. I thought you were going to say Wisconsin. I like Wisconsin. My problem with Ohio State is after EJ Liddell, who are you scared of? Like Malachi Branham's had a good season. He's a freshman, though. He might have some hiccups. Uh, Jamari Wheeler doesn't scare me. Justin Arns, I mean, that's just a guy that's going to make threes. Other than that, what's he going to do? Zed Key's solid, but he's only 6'8. That's going to come up troubling uh, down the stretch. I just, and without uh, Justice Suing, Problematic. I think that they're a little bit overrated. I think they're a good team, uh, but defense might kill them down the stretch. You look at some of the losses in the Big Ten. They lost by double digits to Indiana and, and Wisconsin. Uh, the Indiana game, they just got pummeled. Yeah. I think when they beat Duke, the narrative about Ohio State completely changed. When you win a game like that, when Duke was number one, you get a little bit too much respect yeah, yeah. for a little bit too yeah, much time. That's true. Sure. But uh, that's just – I mean, they did beat Wisconsin the first time they played, then they lost like to them. Yeah. 
But uh, I like Ohio State as well. It's weird because they were my contender going into the season, and now I've flipped. <laughs> it's a big factor there. And uh, after Liddell, sure. you have to worry a little bit. Now you're uh, Big 12. Big 12 uh, contender, uh, obviously Kansas. Um, you know, Kansas is, is clearly the best team in the Big 12 right now. Um, I, you know, you, I guess people thought Baylor because they were number one in the nation, but you lose two home games in a row. Um, I, I, I don't think that you put them up there as the best team in the Big 12 right now. Um, my pretender is going to be Texas. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Beard has not been as impressive as I thought he would be, especially with all the transfers he got, with all the kids he had coming back. Um, Texas, I thought would be a lot better than right now. Uh, I know they're 13 and four and three and two, but I, they have not impressed me. Very veteran team there, too. They start uh, four seniors and a junior. So. Yeah, problematic. They're not as good. I went with the same picks, Kansas and Texas. Uh, Baylor, I Kansas and Baylor are really close. I think uh, Baylor is the most complete team. I think on both ends, in terms of offensive and defensive play. Yeah, uh, but they just had a little bit of a hiccup, and that happens to teams. I mean, Illinois last season lost two straight home games as well. Um, so it's proof that you can do that and still come up fine. Illinois and, lost to Maryland at home last season too. And I know, I know Texas Tech has been up and down, but can we give a little credit to Mark Adams and what yeah. he has been doing at Texas Tech? Great fit. Um, everybody thought that losing Chris Beard was going to ruin that program, and you know I, he's winning games that he shouldn't. He might have lost some games that he should, but he he's doing things there, and he's and a, he's just as good of a fit for that program as Beard is. Yeah, it's not a total loss for Texas Tech, so. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's do the Pac-12. Pac-12 contender, obviously Arizona. I think Arizona is a is a. I would say top three team in the nation right now. Who's your top um, three right now? I would go Gonzaga. I feel like you gotta have Auburn in there. Auburn. I would say Gonzaga, Auburn, and Arizona. That's fair. Um. Now you're now you're a Purdue hater. Purdue hater, here we go. No, Purdue's four. Purdue's four. I I don't disrespect Purdue at four. I don't hate Baylor at five. Um, but you know, it the they peoples are they peoples and does it really matter? It doesn't matter. Um I I we we had a guy on uh last last year. And he he made a comment on Twitter about uh, Illinois uh, losing two home games back to back last year or whatever, um, and still being a number one seed. And he said, "How can we not think Baylor's still a top five team?" I don't think that after Illinois lost those two home games that they were still a top five seed. So I think that's a stupid. Well, comment. I think it was also saying but, that you can rebound from that later in the season. Absolutely, you can rebound it from later in the season. Let's not let's yeah. And there's a lot of good teams. But, I, I, but I think that that this year, um, it's not it's not Gonzaga Baylor one and two like it was last year. I mean, I think everybody knew that last year. I think everybody wanted that matchup early in the season to see where everybody stood. We got it for the national championship. I'm not going to complain. But I but I think 
you know, I, and I know Jay Billis is probably going to say there's no parity in college basketball, but I think this year there's more parity in college basketball than there ever has been. Um, and I don't know if that's because of the fifth year seniors. Um, if it's because I can't say it's because of NIL because it's too early. Um, but it's probably the fifth year seniors, right? I mean, I mean, is Illinois as good as they are? And, and I'm sorry that I use Illinois as a reference because that's the team I watch the most. But are they as good as they are without Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams? Probably not. They're probably not a top 25 team. I, I, I highly doubt they are, and especially doubt it since Curbelo has been out for two months, and they wouldn't have had a point guard for the last two months. Literally no point guard. Yep. So so I, I think that that's probably helped with the parity this year. Um, I think there's going to be a, a dominant you know, top 10 by, by the end of the season and how things shake down. But I think anybody can lose on any given night right now. Um, you know, you look at Oklahoma state, uh, you know, beating Baylor at, at Baylor. I mean, that that's a game Oklahoma state shouldn't have been in for some reason. They ended up winning that. So uh, I think if Illinois would have lost to somebody like, let's say Nebraska last year at home, they wouldn't have been a top five team. They, they in the AP poll, they wouldn't have been a top five team, but yet somehow Baylor loses back to back at home. And one of those is to the worst team in the big 12 and they're still a top five team. Well, they won the national championship last year. I feel like the people that vote for that probably do factor that. Yeah. I, I think that I think AP pollers, have no idea what's going on in the rest of the world nation. There's too many people voting for it too. Um, I think that they, they, they cover their team and they cover their conference. And outside of that, it's what they see coming in from the other media guys. So um, I don't even know how I got on this tangent, but Uh, pac 12 pretender (laughs) pac 12 pretender is Stanford. Yep, that was mine as well. Okay, they're not good. Uh, my <laughs> contender is UCLA. Uh, mm-hmm. They're just loaded. I mean, Juzang, Hawkes. They did lose to Campbell. <laughs> well, empty arena, dude. That was USC, by the way. That lost to Stanford. UCLA has losses to Oregon and Gonzaga. So nice try. Uh, but my comment that I wanted to make about Arizona is Arizona has the ability on the road with how fast they play and how well they shoot to take a crowd out of it quickly. Them and Gonzaga are like the two teams that can do that. So when you play that fast and you're that efficient and that good at shooting, you can take a team out on the road quickly. And we saw Arizona have the ability to do that in spots against Illinois that we've referenced about 20 times. Uh, Arizona's legit though. That's a great pick. Great pick. All right, Big East. No SEC. I skipped one. Yeah. SEC. SEC. Uh, contender, Kentucky. Pretender, Texas A&M. I went with Auburn and Alabama. Pretender, contender. I don't want to do this to Nate Oates, but I just don't see it like an efficient enough offense. Like their guards are good and they're returning. And, you know, uh, what the hell is his name is good. J.D. Davis and the freshman is good. But outside of that, 
Not a team that I love. Not a team that I love. Their inside presence is a bit off, too. Herb Jones losing him from last season is a big loss. Did you say sure. Big East or SEC? I'm so lost right now. SEC. Okay. I just want to make sure. I think you said Big East, but anyway. Well, I said Big East, then I said SEC. Okay. Just want to make sure we were in the same spot. Big East. Big East. Uh, contender. I've hated on them all year. I got to give them credit. Villanova. Contender. Yep. For having no depth, I agree. That would be my pick as well, Villanova. Uh, pretender, I'm gonna go with San Diego State. I, I I think I picked them to win uh, the Big East starting the year. Um, I mean, what am I doing? Uh, Providence, <laughs> Providence. Sorry. Oh my goodness! All right, Providence. I'm it. This has gone on for too long. Uh, seat in the hall. We're an hour in. What are we doing? Seat in the hall is my pick in the Big East. I don't think they're that good. Uh, moving forward, American <laughs> Athletic. Excuse me? American Athletic Conference. Oh, uh, contender, Houston. Okay, me too. Penny Hardaway. Yep, Houston and Memphis, easy picks. Uh, West Coast Conference. Uh, Contender, uh, Gonzaga. Uh, I'm going to go with pretender, Texas A&M. What? (laughs) Obviously a joke. Uh, San Diego. Just just (laughs) not a good joke. Uh, I went with BYU as a pretender. I don't know why I just did. Wow. Gonzaga said how contender. good they are. Dude. They're Gonzaga good, but makes what Gonzaga do we, better. What do we mean by pretender, right? I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. know. I, I don't it's see whatever it. Whatever you wanted to think, right? All right, I'm going to switch that and go with uh, St. Mary's pretender. Okay, there we go. Uh, moving along, Mountain West. Uh, Mountain West uh, contender, Boise State. Okay. Pretender. I've said them three times already. I think I might get it right this time. San Diego State. There you go. Uh, my contender is Colorado State. My pretender is Fresno State because outside of Orlando, your boy Orlando, yeah. Fresno State, not too great. Uh, so I'll take that. Atlantic 10. Uh, I'm going to go <coughs> with St. Bonaventure, even though you seem to hate him. Um, you, even, you even decided to text me about it because I picked him. Um, pretender, I'm going to go with Dayton. <coughs> Dayton was a dominant team. Three years ago, four years ago. What happened? Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin's gone. That's what happened. Uh, <coughs> Atlantic 10, I'm going to take Davidson. <laughs> I don't think Davidson is a contender, a very talented club. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to take St. Bonaventure as a pretender because it's hard to be good in this sport when you don't have the talent of Villanova and you have like five or six players. Huh, interesting pick. So St. Bonaventure, fraudulent, great lineup, very experienced veteran lineup. Don't see them going too far. Davidson, an explosive team, a more fun-to-watch team. I will take them. Uh, Steph Curry is pretty much there. Foster lawyer, same thing. Um, Missouri Valley. Uh, I went contender, obviously, Loyola Chicago, uh, the best team in the conference right yep. now. Loyola Chicago <clears throat> all day, every day. And I'm going to pretender on Drake, who is, has started the, the conference three and one. So, yeah, they've lost some some key pieces uh, from last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his face? Is at Kansas now? Joe Yesifu. Uh-huh. Him pills back, though. Uh-huh. Roman Penn is back. Uh-huh. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Garrett Sturtz is back. Uh-huh. But I'm going to go with uh, Northern Iowa. Northern okay. Iowa. Pretender five and one in the conference, but nine and seven regular season record, though. Yeah, they lost to Liberty, they lost to Wyoming, they lost to Richmond, they lost to Vermont, they lost to Nichols State. So, 
not a very good team overall. Uh, but they got, you know, A.J. Green, a junior, typical player for them, good shooter. That's about all he does, but what can you do? Uh, I'm going to skip a couple things here because we've taken so long. National Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, who you got? Uh, well, before today I had Kofi. I'm going to take, uh, take that back. Wow. Sorry, Kofi. I love you. Um, who am I going to go with? Can you be a National Player of the Year candidate when you're really bad defensively? No. And you can't block anything uh, like Kofi? I'm going to go with Drew Timmy. I'm going to bring Drew Timmy back into this con- this this conversation. Um, yeah. that's, what, that's what I'm going to pick. Uh, Drew Timmy, it was, I feel like this was Drew Timmy's to lose. And instead of everybody giving him the benefit of the doubt, they just said, screw you, Drew Timmy. You're out of the conversation. Uh, Coach of the year, I'm going to give, as of right now, as of how I expected teams to do, I'm going to give it to Greg Gard at Wisconsin. Um, he he has the team off to five and one conference start. Uh, I believe they are number twelve nationally right now. Um, we thought Wisconsin was going to be really bad, right? I mean, pretty much. We didn't, yeah. we didn't think they were going to be good. Have they? Pl- I, f- I feel like they've played teams. I can't say have they played teams. Um, but he he's great guard has done things. Um, after Bo Ryan left, people questioned great guard. Um, I think they can stop doing that now. Yeah, I I think that given what they lost from last season, Demetric Trice, a few other standouts that they lost, that's a good pick. Uh for player of the year, I'm going to go with Oscar Shibway. Um, okay. I feel like he deserves some some pop there. Timmy's a good it. pick, though. Timmy has 80 points in the last three games. Yeah. Well, he so, had 62 in two of them. Yeah, and he had 18 against Pepperdine. <laughs> so, and uh, are we forgetting about his – And I will say this. I I know the, the West Coast Conference isn't as bad as it always has been or whatever, but Drew Timmy's going to be able to do that. Yeah. In the West Coast Conference. He's going to put up 20-plus a game. He has his signature game of the year, too. Uh, Texas, numbers. early in the season against Texas, he had 37 points, 15 of 19 from the field. Yeah. That's his signature game of the season when they just pummeled Texas. I just feel like I feel like people – I feel like this year people are riding the hot hand on National Player of the Year. Like Johnny Davis scored 37 at Purdue – um, and then he goes three of 18 against teams like Indiana. Um, and we don't talk about it. Uh, it's just, you know, well, whatever. Um, so I, I just feel like, like, I feel like the media is writing the hot hand right now. So I feel like whoever is, is playing well at the end of the season is going to end up winning this. And I feel like it's really up in the air right now. Well, for Sheboy, my ever. pick. For my pick, Sheboy, he has 68 points and 41 rebounds the last three games. Um, He had a signature performance of the year with 28 boards against Western Kentucky. Just a rebounding machine. I personally agree. I think Sheboy should be at the top right now. Um, A guy that averages 15-plus rebounds a game. What did he have that one game, 28? 28, yeah. 
I like there's no other player like that right now. Is there's three 20 rebound games this season. Like you talk about you talk about Kofi and you know averaging double doubles, but he's not 18 rebounds is the most he's ever had in a game. So yep. I mean, 28 is unreal. It, it's literally unreal. So uh scratch that he has four 20 rebound games this season, I believe. Wow. That's a, I mean that's crazy. Yeah, so pretty good. Absolutely um crazy. All right, uh, coach of the year. I think Tommy Lloyd. Just, I they had a good team last year, but they've just completely elevated into a different spot. I mean, they were seventeen and nine last season uh, under Sean Miller. They lost to Kenjo. He goes to Baylor. Uh, Matherin was a freshman last year, but to come in with everything that's happened uh, yeah. there, I think that he's changed things. And here's the big difference: hundred ninety eighth in adjusted tempo last season. They're second this season. Yeah. So they've just become a completely dynamic team. I mean, he came into a literal shit show. Yeah. I mean, Sean Miller was should have been gone years ago. Unreal. And they've lost one game, and that was a game where they got behind early against Tennessee, Mm. and they only lost by four. They made a comeback. And you look at their schedule. When are they going to lose again? I mean, (laughs) one of the best games of the season is January 25th, UCLA, Arizona. Unfortunately, there's probably going to be no fans in the building. Yeah. And Arizona's probably going to win that game. But uh, there's going to be some really, really good Arizona games down the stretch. They're just – I'd put them right there with Gonzaga in terms of teams that you want to watch. Um, and they both have the dynamic players. So, uh, okay, let's uh, finish this up here. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to finish with, but, uh, you know. Whatever you want to finish with, buddy. This is your show. I'm just here. Well, all I know is that – Starting in February, we'll be doing these every Monday, I think, yeah. probably. So it's either going to be the 7th or the 14th, which is a Monday. We started on the 8th last year, February. Maybe we just started on the 7th this year. Uh, but that's – I skipped a whatever. few topics that I had on this just because we'll have some If other you want to talk about them, let's talk about them. I'm not going this anywhere. Has been, this has been too long. I'm here. We're an hour and 15 minutes into this bad boy. I mean – Okay, who's your mid midseason All American team right now? I mean, that's the big question here, because I feel like some of the guys we discussed. How do you how do you do a team without putting three bigs on it at this point, right? You're not wrong. It feels um, like it's impossible to do that. I mean, Timmy's got to be on there. Ashiboy's got to be on there. Right. Liddell probably has to be on there, right? With the numbers that he's had. Yes. I think Kofi gets left off. To be honest, I do too. I don't think Kofi uh, is right now. Um, well, well, let's look at who was preseason, right? Colin Gillespie. Nope. Uh, hold on. <laughs> this is a professional program. I got to find it. I got to find it. Where, where did it go? I mean, Gillespie's having a great season, but. Um, I lost him. I well, had him right here. Kofi was there for the preseason. Okay, uh, Timmy, Kofi, Juzang, your boy Trace Jackson Davis, and Colin Gillespie. I feel like right now it's got to be Sheboy, Timmy, uh-huh. Johnny Davis owns the narrative. He'll get on there. Yes. Liddell does as well. Who's the fifth guy? I mean, it's it's Keegan Murray. And it's got to be a guard slash forward, right? I mean, I don't think there's enough good guards in the country right now. 
That's true. That's Could true. It, I mean, if Ivy didn't have a few terrible games, he'd be in the conversation, but Yeah. I I don't I just can't fathom the idea that Jaden Ivy is a better player than Io DeSumo. I think he is. I can't fathom that. Maybe not in college, but I think eventually he will become. I don't know. If if a year if if Io would have went as a sophomore, as a sophomore, yes. Jaden Ivy's a better player, right? Mm, yeah, Maybe. I, guess I don't I, know. Yeah, he's um, he's got but, a better shot. Just hasn't been very good at it. I mean, I mean, Io shooting what Ivy's shooting from three in the NBA right now, but so. it looks better, you know. Like that's the problem. They're like, oh, that Prettier? shot looks better. Is that what yeah, we're going off pretty looking shots. Yeah. That um, is what they do. We just <laughs> forgot Jabari Smith. I feel like he's got to be on there, right? He's like, the yeah, Jabari Smith. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. What about I, Wendell Moore? Put Wendell Moore on there over somebody else. I don't know. At Duke, I mean, he's pretty much runs the show there. I don't know. So we're going Jabari Smith. Okay. We're going Sheboy. Yep. We're going Timmy. Yeah. Liddell or Davis and then Smith. Probably Davis because he's a guard, right? I feel like point guard plays the most important thing, and there's not that many elite point guards this season. Like next level. Like how many of those guys actually exist? Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's a very interesting conversation to have, right? I I mean, I, I think it depends on how teams end up in their conference. And who's the best player on that team? I mean, that's kind of how it usually goes. So, yeah. I mean, who's the dude from Kansas you were talking about? I mean, I don't know. Baji. Ochai Baji. Stud. Big time player. So, how do you leave him off right now? So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, February 7th, we might have more answers for you. And I'm sure that the AP will get this right as they get everything right. So, (laughs) Sure How far? I know this isn't the Illinois podcast, but uh, <clears throat> Illinois wins at Maryland. Do they move in the rankings? Do they do they fall after that loss to Purdue? I think it depends on whatever they, what happens around them, but I don't think they'll fall out of the top twenty if they lose that game or if yeah. they win that game. I agree. Which not that it matters, but uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. final question before we go. Mm-hmm. Final four right now. Go. Heavy. Wow. That is a loaded. That's a loaded question right now. I can take another look at this in two weeks or whenever we do the next one. Um, Three weeks, actually. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Let me. I already got mine ready to go. I didn't know you were going to ask the question. I'm just throwing it right at you. I didn't know I was going to ask it either until just now. All right. I'm going Gonzaga. Okay. Purdue. Kansas, Kentucky. Okay, so Gonzaga, Purdue, Kansas, Kentucky. Okay. Yep. I'm going to go with Gonzaga. You already had it. What are we with? What's this? What's this? You, breath made, in me, you made me make an adjustment. I made an adjustment. <laughs> Gonzaga, Kentucky, 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get this on the dock so we can final right. final four predictions. Gonzaga and Kentucky are my first two. Tyler, hold on, I gotta put mine. Gonzaga, <laughs> Kansas, uh, Kentucky, Kansas, Purdue. Might all be one seeds too, so that might screw me. But yeah, they probably will be. Ethan, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. and Kentucky. Kentucky, Arizona, Arizona. Give me an Illinois and Auburn. Arizona. Boom. And then the matchups that would be the best, I think, would be Gonzaga, Auburn, and Kentucky, Arizona. Those would be unbelievable games. Yeah, it's gonna but be I, a fun year. I, 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 I think March Madness is gonna be so good this year. Hopefully, they can do it normally so too. Good. Do it in a normal yeah, fashion. I agree. Hopefully, I they agree. can. All right, we'll be back in three weeks to start the weekly ones leading up to March Madness and. Uh, Hour and a half shows. February 7th. Probably two hours at this point. All right. (laughs) See you.